Guys, we are back again in your lives. This is October 28th, 2020. All four of us are here today for another episode of Cellar Dwellers. Kind of a lot to go over this week, guys. Kind of not so much to go over. We're, we're just going to go off the cusp. You know, we like to have these episodes where we go off the cusp. I always like to start, you know, asking how you guys are doing. But as you guys know, you know, being Philadelphia residents, Lincoln Financial Field is still standing. So that, that has to mean we're in, we're in good spirits because I said if the Eagles would lose, I'm going down there with my hammer and chisel and I'm destroying Lincoln Financial Field piece by piece. And the Eagles have lived to see – the Lincoln Financial Field, I should say, lives to see another day. I don't have to break out the hammer just yet. Guys, how do we feel – I'm just going to get right into it this week, guys. How do we feel now after that win last week? It was an ugly win. But as they say, a win's a win's a win. We're feeling confident now going into week eight of the NFL season. We got Dallas coming up. Anybody take it. Go ahead, Kyle. I'll let you start. You look you look like you have something on your mind, Kyle. I don't know. Like, we're going to win the division probably, but it's not because we're good. My question is, but at what? Flip, but like, at what do we win the division? What's the record? Oh. What are we right now? We're I got to look. You'd have to look two, at there. Two and four. Two, two four, and four and one. Two four and one. I think – Oh, Jesus. So we get Six. the Giants one more time, we get Dallas Nine twice, and, and then we get Washington one more time. We have four more division games. Yeah, that's probably like four more. I'll give us a non-division one. I don't know who we don't play in the non-division games, but I'm guessing we can maybe win one. So I'll say seven, eight. Play the one. Browns. I think we beat them. That could be a win. That could seven, be. Seven, eight, and one. That is, right. that, does that make sense? Baker's always good to just yeah. come out of absolute egg. So you just got to hope that happens. How about Baker last week starting off like in the first quarter 0 for 5 with the interception, and then he goes perfect the rest of the game. His only incompletion, he was 22 for 23, was a spike to stop the clock. Well, he like his, he's always play, He always plays well against the uh, Bengals for some reason. I don't know why. Most division games, the I guess. Because they stink. Yeah. And how about yeah, Cody but he Parsons sucks in every other game. Costing <laughs> everyone that bet on the Browns money. The battle for Ohio is the only thing. Cody Parkey. Besides his book club. <laughs> I don't know. Cody Parkey sold a job. Oh, what? Well, in the uh... – Yeah. yeah does, the does Jake Elliott – Does Jake Elliott have a job? destroyed by kickers on Sunday. Right, hold on. Hold on. We're saying like – I got like – everyone's talking at once here. Pat, what were you saying? Go ahead. Does Jake Elliott have a job? Oh, dude, I don't know. Didn't they bring in some kickers this week to uh, test him out? Yeah, dude, he's really struggled. What happened to him? He was used to go for making almost anything. Like, I don't know, but anytime you miss like a 20-something yard field goal, you got to think like – It was 29. What's going on? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think they should get rid of him. I don't think so yet, but like you have to be watching right now. Like he could be in a, I, like, a slump. He, he, he's known for blowing short kicks. That's his thing. Like, he's money from distance. You know, dude, it's a, it's a slow week in sports, and we're talking about the kicker. We're talking about, like, well, who should we replace Jake Elliott with? I think I would get rid of him. I am a fucking Jake Elliott stan. I would get rid of Jake Elliott. I feel like – I mean, you have the really, really good kickers, like super good kickers that you couldn't – I think there's a lot of good kickers in the league this year. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're kind of like a diamond. Fantasy, I, feel like kickers, you know? I feel like kickers suck this year besides, like – Justin Tucker and Bucker, like the, even Bucker's missed a couple of big ones. Blankenship is dynamite. That's my fantasy kicker. He has to be dynamite <laughs> with that name, though. Blankenship. Yeah. He has to be. And those rec specs. What a beast. Anyway, let's go back to the Eagles game, I guess. 
I, I wasn't too count. Pat, first off, you were almost right with that Golden Tate revenge game claim. You were so close because he had that ridiculous touchdown. He did have that. Yeah, that's about it, though. Yeah, that was it. But once that happened, because it was early in the game, I was nervous. And then right, what really stood out from that game, it was the Daniel Jones tripping over his own feet. And then I guess the Eagles kind of coming alive because we were down with down yeah. double digits with a couple minutes down left. Down 11. Yeah, 11. So – Eagles showed some heart. I think they just knew, like, we could, we can't lose to the Giants. We can't. And I feel good about our chances of winning the division, like you said, Kyle, because we have four more division games, which – and then we have the uh, – probably we'll probably sneak in one game out of out of the division. I don't know what it would be. It has to be the Browns because the other teams are absolutely stacked. I'm, I'm going to read them right now. It's uh, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona – yeah, that's it. And then the Cleveland game. We I think maybe, we're going to beat the Saints. Yeah, I was going to say, we Saints. could – They gonna, stink. We could probably beat the Saints. Yeah, that could be another one. So, who, maybe we finish yeah, – I feel win. like just, we just lose to the Saints, though. And like, we're fucking really remember, due I can't remember the last the time we beat the Saints. Well, you're saying that because of the playoffs. Like, the last two playoff matches we had against them, we lost. Well, no, I just yeah, don't even think like, we beat them. Even like – Like, oh, regardless. Like, I don't think we've beat them in the regular season either for a long time. I don't remember like playing them in the regular season too yeah. often. I'm sure you're right. The Saints, we got. Are we talking about the Saints? Because we got smoked by them like the year after. Oh my god, we that's right. Yeah, we lost by like, we lost like they had like forty five like forty to something to like eight. Yeah, that's right. They absolutely destroyed us. I for, I forgot about that. So maybe you're right. Who knows? I, I no, think I'm we, talking about the Seahawks. We're due to beat the Seahawks. Seahawks. We always lose to too. Yeah, Seahawks and. New Orleans. Those are two teams that we do lose to quite often. But there's not a shot we can guard the Seahawks, so I'm not going to get my hopes up for that. Seahawks are legit, and I want to talk about – we'll talk about our NFC East – or not NFC East, the NFC in general. They're contenders uh, a little bit later in the show because I think there's a couple teams that are going to sneak up, and I think one team just got a lot stronger with a new addition, but we'll, we'll get to that. Do you guys want to say anything else about the Eagles? Are you feeling – like I feel like we try. We can talk about the Eagles. It was a sloppy game, and we're probably going to win the division, but we're not going to win it well. Like we're going to win it, like Kyle and I said, six, seven, eight wins. So I don't. I really feel like we can't. We can't say many positive things about the Eagles just because there wasn't much. We're getting positive. healthy. That's that's positive. We're getting healthy. That is positive. Speaking of health, Deshaun Jackson again just stealing money from us, stealing money from us. He got hurt again. I feel bad for him because. Like I said, like, yeah. I don't want to – of course, I'm not rooting for him to be injured. I want him to be healthy. But it's just like he oh, he can't stay on the field. He's just – he's fragile. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, that's the yeah. front office's fault for paying him. And I, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him per se. I'm just, like, disappointed because he was such a fan favorite, and I feel like he's leaving a lot of bitter taste in people's mouth because he can't stay on the field. Now, luckily, we have Rager coming back who will provide that deep threat. Probably, hopefully, open the game for the other wide receivers, Fulgham, Ward, and all those boys. They've been playing pretty well. I've respected the receiving core lately. I, I don't I think ours looked pretty good. Go ahead, Pat. What were you saying? I don't think that our receiving core is that bad when Rager comes back. If, I mean, like, if Fulgham keeps playing like he does, um, Dick Rod's been pretty nice. Who? Dick Rod. Dick Rod? Dick Rod. Is this a Richard real Rogers? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was like, I was, okay. It took, me a <laughs> it took me a long time to get that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been playing pretty well, too. But God- Goddard's coming back, right? Uh, Goddard will come back. Um, Sanders will be Ertz back soon. Is on IR. So he's, I don't know what he's, what's going on with him. But I mean, he was in trade talks, by the way. 
I think we completely overlooked that he was in trade talks until he got injured, and then it, they just obviously all went away. A lot of moving parts of this Eagles team, so yeah. But next, before you were just saying something before Pat, do you remember what it was? I think uh, John Hightowers looked good. He's had oh. uh, fifty and fifty-nine yard reception the last two games. So yeah, okay. So the uh, there we go. The receiving core is something to be optimistic about. Um, we are big favorites against Dallas this week, which was a little bit surprising considering we're not that great. But Dallas is in way, way worse shape. It's because we're playing Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci, the Papa John. Um, and it, but we are eight and a half point favorites, which was surprising. I didn't think it would be that high. I thought we'd be favorite, but not, not by that much. Another interesting thing that happened this week, Patriots lost for the third, their third straight game for the first time in a few years. Cam has not looked good since the COVID. He started off playing really well, especially I, even though that Seattle game was a loss. I thought he looked really, really well in that game. But since then, he, he has not been playing well at all. My question is, first off, do, do you blame Cam Newton? Do you just blame the Patriots aren't as good as they are last year? Do you put it on someone Belichick? But the overall question, I guess, is, is it time to bench Cam Newton for uh, Stidham? Kyle shakes his head no. You don't think so? Nah. Not yet, not yet. I mean, he was pretty bad in that last game, though. Did you see like, what he happened? Had, I mean, he had, like, what, like 90 yards or something did, like that? Did you, did you see what happened on the bench? What? Bill, Bill Belichick went up and consoled Cam Newton. I've never seen – like, Stephen A. Smith was talking about this this morning on first take. I've never seen anyone consult – like, Bill Belichick console anybody. He's always just kind of, like, mean-mugging someone. And he went over and consoled Cam Newton. And I'm not sure if that was like, hey, buddy, like, it's all right. We'll get him next week. Or he knows, like, maybe he knows Cam Newton needs that kind of support. But he did go over to them. And that division now is absolutely wide open for Miami or Buffalo to take. Like, I don't think the Patriots are going to win that. Oh, division. Tua. I know. I know. We're going to talk about Tua this week because obviously they bench Fitzmagic and Miami. And um, do you guys think that's a good decision? Because Nick, Nick's no, <laughs> probably not. Nah, yeah. dude. dude Fitz Magic was good. He was balling for them. Their second place. Buffalo's not in the lead by that much in that division. They could have won yeah. that division with Fitz, Fitz Magic's leading the team. And it's not Fitzpatrick on this show. It's Fitz Magic, okay? And then they bring in Tua. So I was a little surprised at. Like, I don't know why you just don't let him. I just don't know why you just don't let him ride it out with Fitzmagic until he starts playing badly, if he ever did. And then you could maybe bring it to a and just go get some regular season reps. Yeah, because, like, now the thing also is if Tua doesn't play well, like, you do have a pretty good team. They're not bad. Like, they're – especially with the expanded playoffs, they could probably get in. So, what if Tua's not playing well and it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, we were about to, like, go on a run here and you just brought in this kid – do you bench him at that point? Because that just kind of ruins his confidence. Right. You know? So, like, yeah. I feel like you got to wait. You just got to – I would – like, there's nothing wrong with somebody sitting a season. It's done so many quarterbacks. Like, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers both sat. Yeah, I don't think I mean, it, Aaron it Rodgers, matters. Aaron Rodgers, did he sit for a couple seasons? Yeah, yeah. behind Brad. There's a couple. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's pretty beneficial. And he's coming off a major injury. So, there's – like, you have – Every excuse to just keep you like riding Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I I love or Fitzmagic, and I love watching Fitzmagic play, man. Yeah. I did like I don't know what hit him when he went to Miami, but that dude, I feel like it was that Eagles game last year. That's what they beat in us. General. He figured it out. Like he's playing out of his mind. 
Yeah, dude, when he went to Florida, it feels general, so bad. He played in Tampa Bay too. When he had that, when he was in Tampa Bay, that's when Fitz Magic started. Once he hit the Florida sunshine, man, Fitz Magic became a real thing. He really he started real thriving. Thing. Yeah, if he's I guess. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I know. I was gonna say if he's this is gonna be like Nick Foles slander, but if he is a backup quarterback, him and Nick Foles are probably the two best backups. I've ever seen. Like Fitz, Fitz Magic is a damn good quarterback. I'd be happy to have him as a backup on my team, even as a starter, if he's playing like Fitz Magic. But go ahead, Pat. I guess they either they either don't care about winning at all this year, or two has looked so much better than Fitzpatrick in practice that they're like, if we put him in, we might just like win out. Like not win out the season, but like the, we'll definitely win the division. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but he's also very injury prone, obviously. Like this is yeah, like yeah. his first big injury, so I'm nervous to like he's gonna come in, get hurt his first year, and then what? What does that do to his confidence? Even if he doesn't get benched for play, and he gets benched for just getting injured, that has to really like do something to your confidence. I, I don't know. I just don't think it was time to bring him in. I actually talked to a Miami Dolphins fan at work. One of the guys I work with is a he's a Miami Dolphins fan, and he was totally riding Fitzmagic. And I at first I was like, "Are you excited, man? Who is coming in? You got that? That'll be great." He goes, "Dude, we were playing great with Fitz. Like, no, there was no reason to bring Tua in." And he said the same things we're saying: if he gets hurt, this, that, and the other; if he plays poorly, doesn't get the first team reps. Now, luckily, they're coming off a bye, right? So the whole team got to rest up. He probably got a lot of first team reps. So maybe. It's a little bit to be optimistic for, but do we know who they're playing this week? The Rams. Wow. Okay, that's a tough game to come back to. Aaron Donald. Oh my yep. god. That's god. gonna be tough. That's a tough dude. They hit to the test right away. They looked great against Chicago. I mean, Chicago was five and one. They're rolling coming into that game against the Rams this week. They beat Tampa Bay. Had some good wins on that on the uh, Chicago Bears schedule. And L.A. made that game look easy. So, I mean, the L.A. Rams are not to be messed around with. They, I mean, people forget because they had a couple, like, eh, seasons since the Super Bowl. But they're a good team. Like, Sean McVay, everyone was trying to find the next Sean McVay. Jared Goff's the number one overall pick ahead of Carson Wentz. He's a really good quarterback. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that the Rams will probably make another Super Bowl in the next couple of years. I think they're really that good. They're, they're, the they're good all around. Like, I mean, they they have like a the running backs this year is like the only thing I can think of that's been like iffy, oh, but um, that's about it. Like defense is really good, and um, and their and their off their receivers are good too. They have Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, uh, who else? I don't even know, but. That's because they got rid of um, – I think their tight end's good too, right? Yeah, well, they got rid of Gurley. That's why their run game kind of messed up and was slacking. But you can't – like we said, you can't pay Gurley and then pay the rest of your team either. But, yeah, anyway. That'll be a tough game for Tua to come back to. Tyler Higby. I just dropped my notches all over the floor, boys. <laughs> um, Robert Woods is having a solid year. Hold on. Let me clean up. Yeah, got to clean up my chips here, boys. Sorry for the delay. Okay, I'm back. What are you saying, Nick? Robert Woods having a solid year? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's having a solid year. He beat the shit out of me in fantasy one week, though, so. Who are you I'm looking? Basing you it talk- off that. Dude, you were talking about Kenny Galladay. You're really big on Kenny Galladay. You want him on the birds? Yeah, dude. He's fucking sick. Watch his highlights. All of his catches are, like, heavily contested jump balls, and he just – he's insane. And he's, like – he's a deep threat. He catches, like – 
I think he's had a 65 and a, a maybe a, a 68-yard catch the last two weeks. He's gone for like five or six catches and over 100 yards the last two weeks. He's nasty. And I see like up for a contract or will we have to trade him? I guess he's set to become a free agent. He's a free agent. Oh, wow. Okay, so that, yeah, that's definitely something the Eagles should pursue them. I would definitely go on board with that. I didn't want to like trade for him though because I don't know what we'd have no. to do. Yeah. It, it just like he might be expensive. That's the thing. Yeah. He's, I mean, of course he would be. Yeah. Allen Robinson's on, on Chicago. They're, I got to pay him soon, too. He's been balling as well. So I think the receiving free agents and everyone who's up for a contract, there's some good names out there. Yeah, I think we're pretty set, though. Yeah. I mean, you I think the, that the, uh, the Bears are actually good, or is it just their defense? It's Fugazi. Their offense is terrible. Yeah. Well, Allen Robinson's great. He really is. Yeah, Allen Robinson's really good. But. And I trust Nick. I really do trust Nick a lot. And I think they could go in a little run. In the <laughs> what is this, Nick? Shaking your head with that slander. That's is that Nick Foles slander? I see. Nick came in too early. Now you should have waited like two more weeks. That's fair enough. His yeah. powers didn't get time. He didn't fully marinate. He wasted. He wasted a game on Brady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. Me. He needed the Brady win. I mean, that could actually end up helping them in the NFC's standings. No, yeah, it's not really a waste. But his, yeah, but that division yeah. is going up between Green his Bay. His powers and were drained a lot in that game. <laughs> he needs to recharge. <laughs> that game, uh, that division, I'm saying. It's going to be Chicago or Green Bay that wins that division. Because the Vikings look like crap, and I don't think Detroit's going to do anything. So I think he was probably thinking like, oh, I, I need this. I need this win if I want to win the division. Even though they got the expanded playoff and all that, but still. But no, all it takes is like a, a fucking breeze in the right direction and Nick Foles gets hot. So at any moment, they could just win like four straight weeks by 50. You know, especially with like Allen Robinson. Dave Montgomery's not bad. I don't know any other skilled players on their team, but. Yeah, Nick Foles can do whatever. They're man. definitely led by the defense. But back to yeah. another – back to talking about the team they just beat and, and Nick Foles' biggest nemesis, Tom Brady. He's been absolutely balling. He has uh, been like first in touchdowns and yards and stuff for the past three weeks or so. I don't know the exact stats, but he's been balling the past couple weeks. And he just got an extra weapon in Antonio Brown. First off, I want to talk about MVP chances for Tom Brady. Right now I think Russell Wilson's a clear-cut MVP. I don't – I know we lost this week to Arizona. Derrick Henry's been putting up some good numbers. Aaron Rodgers looks good. But if Tom Brady's been playing like he plays like he has been the past couple weeks, he could steal another MVP. He really could. Now with Antonio Brown, we'll talk about his we'll talk about him in just a minute. But with the addition of Antonio Brown, they now have him, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. I'm pretty sure is LaShawn McCoy on that team, right? Sean McCoy and yeah, uh, but he doesn't do much, right? And uh, Howard, that's like seven ridiculous weapons to have on your offense and your personnel. Do you give Tom Brady an actual chance to win MVP with those weapons? Obviously, I think this is an obvious answer. I think it's yes. I think I think you better seriously with Antonio Brown. I think there's new favorites in the NFC. I thought it was Seattle. Now I'm really thinking. I'm really thinking it's Tampa Bay. I, I don't could, believe I would, Seattle yet. Oh really? Why is that? You just don't. You're just not bought in the train. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think they've won their two toughest games. Like I think they're too. Like, you know what I mean? I th- I don't know. I feel like they don't really have. Oh, who they played Arizona last week? Lost. Yeah, that was their first loss. 
That, that was, was a first. Oh, sh- yeah. Never mind. Yeah. OT. OT. They've had a lot of close games. They've had a lot of close games. The defense is suspect. Yeah, I don't know. They did I, barely I, beat the Vikings a week before yeah, that. Yeah, cut this, Sean. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know, but you're going to confuse because they barely beat the Vikings the week before. They've had a lot of close games. You're right. No need to cut. That was that was a not a flagrant error. It was just a <laughs> it was just a minor minor penalty. They no. have to play. They do have a tough schedule. They had to play uh, the Niners, who are better now. Uh, the Garoppolo's back. They have to play the Bills after that, then the Rams, and the Cardinals again. That's a dude. So, that, that everyone in the division has like four or five wins, right? That is everyone has five except for the Niners who have four. That's insane. That that's Card Cardinals, Rams. Who wait? Who is in that division? Rams, Seattle, San Francisco, and Arizona. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Yeah. That dude, that's a good division. I'm, I'm totally bought in on Kyler Murray. By the way. After watching him come back against Russell Wilson, they have DeAndre Hopkins on that team too. Dude, Arizona is a real deal. I think Dude, they're legit. Kyler Murray's almost as good a runner as Lamar Jackson. He's so fast. Dude, he he looks get... like so funny when he runs. His road, he looks like Road Runner, that cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> His feet are moving so Murray. fast, but he's so short. Dude, he is. Uh, he doesn't get touched. Like he does not even get a hand on him. It's watch him. He has, I'm pretty sure this is a stat I saw. He has the most plays from scrimmage where he doesn't get touched. He'll just run through a defense and no one will lay even a finger on him. It's pretty crazy. His slides are majestic, too. Baseball. He slides guy. for like six yards. Yeah, yeah baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a baseball guy. Him and Russell Wilson, both baseball guys. But I do want to talk about back to Tampa Bay. Did they just become Super Bowl favorites with the Antonio Brown signing? I mean, if not, who would they take? Who else would you take instead of them? Kyle, you shake. You think you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, they look like probably one of, if not the best team in football right now. Their defense is balling out, too. It's not to like just their offense. Like they're, a, I think they're the most complete team in the NFL. Sure. Now, now let me ask you this. Do you let, – let's just get off – Pat and Nick, do you agree? Or do you think another team is probably favorite over – Actually, him? I forgot about the Chiefs. I'm still going to have the Chiefs number one. Yeah. But. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think I'm going to ride Tampa Bay. I'm just going to ride – You can't um, rule out the Steelers yet. I'm not bought into the last Steelers. undefeated team. I'm not bought into them. I don't think they've really played anyone that great. Their first four games were the Giants, the Jets. They Broncos. just beat the Titans. Yeah, okay. But they had the Giants, the Jets, the Broncos, us, Cleveland, and they had the Titans, which they should have played a long time ago, right? And then they wasn't that the game that got canceled? Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't know. They had a lot more time to prepare for the Titans. And if they didn't there was that one missed field goal in that game, right? That screwed it. Titans missed a field goal. Yeah, would have sent it to overtime. Yeah, would have sent it to overtime. And I, they won. They won. But other than the Titans game, what's their quality win? The, their most highest quality win was Cleveland. Cleveland's their biggest probably. win. Yeah, yeah like, probably. I don't know. I, I was not bought into they it. They play it's the probably, Ravens tomorrow. Yeah, that'll probably somebody. tell you. If they beat the Ravens tomorrow, they're probably – they're legit. Like, they're Ra- Ravens really are, legit. The Ravens are another team. No, the Ravens so play, They play tomorrow. Uh, I think it's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, the For some reason, I thought I was at Saturday, but it's fucking Wednesday. So. <laughs> the Ravens are another team. Ravens are another team that I'm not sold on yet. I think I just watched. Yeah, I'm not either. I watched the Eagles almost beat them, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, maybe they're not that mm-hmm. good. I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of. They're just not as dominant as they were last year. That was my only sample size of them was the Eagles game. I haven't really watched much of them. But we keep we keep going a million different ways. Pulling us right back to Tampa Bay. 
Antonio Brown is back. Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay's coach, has made it very clear that if he if he starts messing around and starting his nonsense like he has been, he's he, he's not gonna not gonna last in Tampa Bay. But they signed him. Do you think he lasts the season in Tampa Bay? Just a simple yes or no, Pat. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Wow. I I mean I just don't I like. He's had so many chances. I just don't trust him anymore. You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, why? Uh, just because he's been out for like a little bit. Like, what's what's the difference now? Right. I mean, maybe a time to reflect. I, I don't know. I'm for some reason I'm going to say yes. I think he makes it through the season. If and he I'm, does, dude, and he's like a third of the player that not, that he was, like they are loaded. Now, have you guys? Has someone picked him up in your fantasy leagues? I as soon as I saw Adam Schefter tweet that, I got it like five minutes so after. So is he unavailable in fantasy up until? I get uh, He's just unlisted as a free agent. Uh, he's available then. Uh, well, he was, but he's flicked up in like a minute every league. Yeah, yeah I, I figured that would be the case, Kyle. Um. Anyway, uh, Pat or Kyle, excuse me. How about you? You think he lasts the season? Yeah, I think Tom Brady. Like, I was going to say, Tom Brady's going to be like his father. Like he's he? going to be like a calming – yeah, like, yeah, just take him under his wing. He'll be a calming presence for AB. Keep him cool. Um, he'll be that is seriously guy. probably the craziest wide receiving core I've ever seen. Chris Godwin's shaken up, but Mike Evans – Yeah, he's hurt a lot, but – Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Gronk's looking like Gronk again. Gronk's looking – yeah, he's got two touchdowns the past two weeks. They, Brady's connected with him. And, I mean, Fournette's – I think Fournette scored last week, right? Like, Fournette's looking I don't hard. know, but he's still good. Ronald Jones is a good running back, too. Yeah, that dude, that it's offense is loaded. Back. And and thing is, their defense is almost just as good, I think, if not better. Their, de- their, defense, their defense is, is really good. good. Defense is losing, yeah. which is why I have them as favorites. Like, Chiefs have some problems, too. Like, the Chiefs are – they're good. They're really good, of course. But I think all-around team – Tampa Bay's got a damn good team, man. A damn good team. And I think I'd be willing to bet. Like, if you want to bet to make some money, advance to our buy or sell segment, right? Maybe put some money down on Tampa Bay now to win the Super Bowl because they, they have a pretty good chance. Yeah. I take everything back about what I said about their under for win total this year. <laughs> At the yeah, beginning what, of the year. What was it, like nine something? <laughs> yeah, it was like nine. Yeah, I, was I, like nine I, and a half. I completely forgot that we did that. I don't even know what I picked. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to hit over now. All right, guys. Open the link in the uh, in the chat. Let's go. To, let's just do buy or sell real quick for the week. Week eight NFL lines. I don't like all the lines this week, to be honest with you. Uh, I want to tell you this right now. Craziest line: Kansas City versus the New York Jets. Nineteen yeah. and a half point favorites. Kansas City. They were expected predicted to win by almost Kansas City. They're predicted to win by almost three. Take the Jets to cover. That that is insane. Another Baltimore's favorite against Pittsburgh, Pat, minus four. That's that's kind of a – that's interesting, I should say. I think, I'd, like, I'd like the uh, Steelers in that. I think the line I'm going to take this week, the Rams are favored by three and a half against Miami to his debut. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the Rams at minus three and a half. I think they, they get that spread pretty easily. That's going to be my pick of the week. Don't really see any other, like, spreads that I re- – oh, and Buffalo – Buffalo's only favorite against three and a half. Favorite three and a half against New England. I don't know. New England just hasn't looked good. I'm willing to bet on the Bills to win by more than three and a half points. How about you guys? You see anything you like in particular? Well, I was going to do Jets, Jets to cover the spread. 
Yeah, I mean, you think they're going to lose by less than 19 and a half, you mean? I think, yeah. Okay, that's that's. I've never heard anyone say in my life I'm going to bet on the Jets, but that spread is so massive yeah. that I think you might have a chance at it. I just feel like I mean, I don't, it's like too big. It's just way too big. <laughs> but the Jets, they just scored like ten points last game. That was like the most they scored, like second most they scored all year. They're so bad. Kyle, Nick, I like the Titans and the Steelers. The Titans are minus five and a half against Cincinnati. I think they're going to beat the shit out of them because I think they're going to get up and then they're going to just give the ball to Derrick Henry and I think he's going to run all over them. Yeah, I do too. Derrick Henry, I'll take that. That's a good good line. I'll take that. I'm still not confident with the Steelers line. Um, I'll stay on the Buck type train. I like them ten and a half. Wow. The Giants. Big line. I guess Giants. Okay, yeah, big line. I like the Packers minus six and a half against the Vikings. It's not a good line. Yeah, maybe there are some good lines this week. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's going to conclude buy or sell for the week. Hopefully, you guys win some money. Don't blame us if you don't. We're going to move on. You guys want to talk UFC, NBA, or the uh, Rays blowing the World Series? I guess we'll just do the Rays. It's the most relevant. I was kind of disappointed last night that the Dodgers won the World Series because I know we said this, like, Either way, it would have worked out this way because Tampa Bay just won the Stanley Cup and Lakers just won the championship. But I was disappointed in seeing L.A. get two championships in the same year because they're just the, they're just the market that gets everything. They're like the golden child of the country. They just always win constantly. And I would love to see Tampa Bay, like another city, just get that kind of celebration for a little bit. Now, the Rays manager pulls, uh, pulls Snell out, right? In whatever inning that was, at Blake Snell, he pulled Blake Snell out after he was dealing. And then they ended up losing the game. Kind of a ridiculous call to do that. A lot of people were mad on Twitter. I think everyone was mad at Twitter on that. I feel like a lot of Twitter was rooting for Tampa Bay to win that series. But regardless, Mookie Betts and the Los Angeles Dodgers are your 2020 world champions of baseball. I know we're not really big baseball guys. Nick, you shake your head. Are you kind of disappointed in that as well? Oh, no, I don't care. I like Mookie Betts and uh, Walker Bueller. They have some fresh pitchers, dude. That Urias guy they threw last night to close out the game is so nasty. And they are favored, by the way, to win to win the series next year. Yeah, they should be. They should Yank- be. Yankees are close behind them, but right now Dodgers are favored to win again. <laughs> no. Yankees are frauds. <laughs> I was going to say, Nick's not a Yankees guy. But, uh, Kyle, I know you're a baseball guy. you have any thoughts on maybe pulling the pitcher last night or the series in general? I don't have much. I mean, to say that's like that's kind of how they got there. They just like trust the numbers and stuff. Yeah, they're so, big analytics people, right? I guess yeah. So I guess just ride with it throughout. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think you should have been pulled. Like there's got to be some type of feel. I, know, I feel bad because I know all the baseball stands. Like everyone who's huge baseball fans would be going irate about this, and I just I don't know enough about it or enough about the teams or anything to really make a good claim on it. But I, I know. Yeah, I think that was dumb. That was bad. <laughs> that was really yeah. bad. I <laughs> guess like. You got to stick to your guns and do what got you there. But at the same time, man, like I, if I was him and I have Blake Snell on the mound and he's pitching yeah, like a that, it's, young winner. Yeah. yeah, like he, his arm might have to fucking fall off before I take him out of the game. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Did, uh, did my man G-Man do anything? Nah, no. G-Man was uh, quiet. Uh, G-Man. 
Oh. Well, anyone but the Ash. Parker just started rooting for him on Saturday watching the game. <laughs> when he did the – he's the guy that did the split. Yeah, yeah. so fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he looks like a cool guy. He's one of my favorite players now just from what I saw on Twitter. He seems like a funny guy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our World Series talk. Sorry it's brief. We're going to get into uh, – Pat, Pat, do you want to talk UFC? I know you watch the fights this week. Yeah, I'll talk for a little bit. Okay. You guys, did Kyle and Nick, do you see any of the fights at all? Could be able to see the highlights? Or no, I was working on that thing. Okay. Well, I used to watch the fights. Pat saw the fights as well. I used to throw some money on Gaethje. I was pretty confident that Justin Gaethje had a good chance to win the fight. See, I thought the style was a good matchup versus Khabib. Totally not. Totally was. I was totally wrong. Now, Khabib just absolutely dominated him. Somehow on the scorecards, Justin Gaethje did win the first round on two of the three scorecards. Sorry, but that, that's just bad judging right there. I thought Khabib won the first round pretty, like, easily. I thought he, I guess easily is the right word. And the second round, he obviously dominated him and submitted him from a we went mounted triangle. He started off trying to armbar, and then he went to the mounted triangle and finished him just in case he passed out cold. But the big surprise is uh, he retired. He retired, and now no champion in the lightweight division. It's wide open. But we'll get to that in a second. Pat, how impressed were you with Khabib's performance? Um, what I realized, it's not even—it's not even like just his wrestling. It's his um, his stamina. Like his the way he fights is like he never like he never stops pressing like the entire the entire fight. And even if he gets like hit, he just walks through it and just keeps going. Like nothing affects him at all. I think he's like I don't know if he's human or something or something. I don't know. It had to do with the training he did as a kid with like bears and stuff, but <laughs> he doesn't very, get tired. It's and very he, rare. No matter what you throw at him, he's just going to keep coming like straight at you until he pushes you up against the fence and then it's over. Yeah, it's very rare that I've ever seen that guy take a back step. I don't think I ever have. And I think and it's a shame because he obviously had the closer relationship with his father who died from COVID. That was his head trainer. And he promised his mom that he wouldn't go do another fight without the dad after this. So he's done. He's retired. And I believe him. I take him at his word. I know, I know Pat, you're a little skeptical about it. Um, yeah, he'll be back. I'm taking him at his word because I think that I think there's just different culture in Russia where like you give your word about your family stuff like I think you just keep it. That that's my obvious. That's my Im, Im, implication. That's what I'm taking from it. Not implication. I'm not implying. I'm, I'm inferring that. That's what I'm inferring from that. I think that he's done. I think the. I mean, how old is he? Like 28 or something. I think he's McGregor's age. I think he's like 32. Oh really? Yeah, I think he's. I, think he's uh, I mean, I guess, but I feel like UFC fighters always retire. Like. After their fights, they're just like, I am done now. And then I know. they're like, hear, hey, do you, want, do you want $3 million for this next fight? They're like, I am back. That's because you've seen Conor McGregor retire like three times on Twitter. And then it's a negotiating tool, I guess. And I get I it. I think but, that's what it is. Yeah. I, Even Masvidal like retired. And but I don't think that's the like, case Here's a lot of money, man. I don't think that's the case with Khabib because he got paid pretty damn well. And he's like a superstar. Dude has like 27 million Instagram followers, stuff like that. Like. It's a shame that he's retiring because he was really turning into a megastar, an absolute megastar. So, respect to Khabib. He was one of the one of the legends of the game. I don't quite put him as the GOAT because he only had four title defenses, but he's probably the most dominant fighter I've ever seen. But in terms of resume, probably wouldn't put him at the GOAT. In terms of skill, he's definitely up there, if not the GOAT for me. Anyway, um, Go ahead, it go does ahead. leave the rest of the division open now, though. Like, it makes it a little more interesting because 
Like no one was going to beat him no matter what for the next like yeah. five years probably. Dude, I think I don't think yeah, it'd be a long time before you see that guy. Leave. Yeah, if he if he stayed in, it would like no one would beat him for a long time. So like now it leaves Rubenger with another chance to uh, grab the title again. He was only getting better. Like he submitted first, he won the he won the belt by decision versus Ali Aquina. Then he submits Connor in the fourth round. Submits Dustin Poirier in the third round. Submits uh, Justin Gaethje in the second round. He was only getting better in his championship reign. Like he just got finishes quicker and quicker and quicker. Yep. And before that, he was known as like a de- uh, decision machine. That's what they. That's what McGregor called him at least. But you know, he proved how great he was. Respect to him. I wish him well in retirement. But let's talk about the future of the lightweight division real quick. Who do you want to see fight for? But do you want to see? I think you want to see Connor and Tony. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be the best, like most entertaining matchup. Right. I there's a few game names that you have to throw in the hat. Justin Gaethje, obviously, because he he only just lost and he was the interim champion. Conor McGregor. He's Conor McGregor. Although Conor McGregor does only have one win at lightweight in the UFC, and then you probably have to throw in you have to throw in Dustin Poirier. He was the lightweight champion before Justin Gaethje, the interim champion, I should say. He just beat uh, Dan Hooker in a great fight. Then you probably have to throw in, let's see, oh, Michael Chandler. He's new. He came in from Bellator, Bellator, but he's an absolute beast. I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC tries to push his, like, his star, I guess, like pushes and try and get him to be more well-known. And then Oliveira, he's coming off like seven straight wins. You probably don't know him, but he's, he's an absolute beast. I think he deserves a chance at the title. He won't get it, but I'm going to just shout him out just so he gets his credit. I would love to see Connor versus Justin. I don't know why. I would love to see. I know they were talking about Conor versus Dustin, Dustin Poirier, because that fight was supposed to be booked in December or January. Never happened. But I think, ultimately, I would love to see most recent. Wait, wait, So they're not doing that? Well, that was never official. It was never official. They, oh. No one signed a pen to paper and then could be retired. So it's either they make that for the belt. I, I could see it being Conor versus Dustin for the belt. And then maybe see that probably should it like if they're doing it the right way it should be like it should probably be like Tony versus Justin for the belt. Well, you mean right way based off like your record and resume and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a business, so at the end of the day, they're going dollars. So like, it's going to be Connor and somebody. Like that's that's going to be Connor and someone. We know that. Yeah. Now I think you do Connor and Dustin. I think I think that's what you should do. Connor and Dustin because that's what was already going to be booked. And I think Dustin's earned his right to a title shot. And then Connor's They're just going to hand McGregor this belt back, huh? It's for business. Of course they will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think you do Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Versus Tony Ferguson. That fight's been discussed. And then I think you can do Justin versus Oliveira. Or have Justin sit out for a while, find Oliver a new opponent, something like that. But that's why I think Connor, Dustin, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, and then Justin and Oliveira maybe. That's just you know my brain working really really quickly. Who? Would, but Pat, you want McGregor and uh, Tony? I oh, you want McGregor and Tony. I think I think yeah, that would be cool to watch. All right, well that that's the future of the lightweight division. I would love to see Conor McGregor become champion again. That'd be great business for the UFC. It'd be just great TV. I mean, we'd all, we all watch McGregor fight night. So let's move on to basketball. We'll close out the show with basketball. There's been a couple debates on when the NBA season should start. Apparently, it was supposed to start in December. Danny Green said a lot of people wouldn't. He would be surprised if LeBron 
would play in December. I think it's a cost of doing business, like the TV deals you have to make your money from. I guess I get it, though, like during the holidays after the year we just had off. If the players don't want to start in December, I'm okay with pushing it to January. Are you guys okay, okay with pushing the season to start to January, or do you want the NBA season to start as soon as possible? Anyone can take that question, I guess. I get it, but I mean, I want to see, I want to be able to watch basketball on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah, I know. I love, I love Christmas Day. That's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. things is NBA. That maybe, I don't think, hmm, maybe they start on Christmas. Who knows? That's like a tradition. Yeah, they they do, opening day and Christmas, that'd be kind of cool. And I know that some of the players like to play on Christmas. Like, they're always mic'd up. It's kind of a fun little tradition. You know what they need to do is get like LeBron James, James Harden, Steph Curry, maybe Giannis, like, who else is like a big like the biggest stars? KD, KD in a room and be like, what is the latest or what is the earliest that you would actually start? Because they're not starting the season without those guys. Sure, yeah, I think I think Christmas is a fair compromise. You get your th- you know, like they're obviously already going to rest through Thanksgiving. You get most of December off. Well, I guess not off because there'd be training camp. Do they have to? They have to go back down to the bubble, wouldn't they? Probably. Nah, not yeah. necessarily. Uh, well, they could... no, well, some places are letting fans, like NFL, they're letting fans in. Yeah, they'll probably do something like that. Okay. But then they're like getting coronavirus cases too. And like the NFL, they're not doing a bubble. So. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. I guess I think probably maybe New Year's. I don't know. Give them Christmas, I guess, and maybe do New Year's games. Um, I don't, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to make it in December. I think it's probably going to be January. I, I would think January too. I think that's fair. I guess I think New Year's. I guess would be a fun time to start New Year's. It's I don't know. It's just again my brain thinking. Another news: the Sixers have signed Daryl Morey, former Rockets GM, to run basketball operations. Now I guess he. I don't know exactly what that means. Is if he just it does, everyone goes through him? I guess right. He runs basketball operations. Coaching goes through him. I guess GMs go through him. Everything goes through Daryl Morey. Feeling good about this, fellas? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good for this. I think it's going to help out and brand out a ton. I'm happy with it. I'll just say that I'm happy with it. Kyle, what do you, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I'm feeling great about it. I mean, Daryl Morey, like, he put together one of the best teams in the league over the past couple of years. I know they didn't win anything, but you had the unstoppable Warriors, so no one really had a shot. And they came a game away from probably winning it all. So, I mean, you got to like your chances. I think he's good at maximizing what we have. Or he'll, right. he'll do a good job of going out and getting shooters to surround what we have. Now, I, I think this might affect Doc Rivers, though, negatively. Because, of course, he has the relationship with D'Antoni you know, back in Houston. And D'Antoni was supposed to be a Sixers coach. He was one of the top candidates, probably second candidate. And now there's been rumors. There's just been rumors that the Sixers, like perhaps they were targeting D'Antoni to lure James Harden to Philly somehow. No, of course, we, none of us really believe that when it came out. But if you had Daryl Morey as your GM and then say things don't go well with Doc and you bring in D'Antoni, who knows what the future could hold for James Harden in Philadelphia. Like maybe that, that's purely – that just sounded crazy coming out of my mouth, but James Harden in Philadelphia. But who knows? Uh, I'm confident, though. Pat, Nick, any extra thoughts on Daryl Morey signing? You feel, feel good with him running the basketball operations? It'll be better for, like, player acquisition. Like, I guess Brand, Elton Brand now is just, like, a figurehead. I guess he's, like, the GM, but I think – I mean, he is the GM, but I guess he has to report to Maury. That, that'd be my guess. 
Is that what it is? Like, is he higher or is Maury higher? No, no, no. Maury's no, higher. Maury. He, he oversees. Maury. He oversees. Basketball Do you always operations. have a president of basketball operations, or does the GM usually take care of that? A lot of times, they say the, like Doc, uh, like they'll be like, you're, "You're in charge. You're the new GM and head of basketball operations." Gotcha. They're usually one and the same, or the new president, or maybe the, sometimes the president is the head of basketball operations. I, I don't know, but so very, like, what the hell is Brand doing now? Like. <laughs> Well, I guess he's going to go out and try to get the players, but I'm sure. Yeah, I think he just needs like permission from yeah. Maury. Like if he, if he wants to get a deal done, he's like, "Excuse me, sir, can I do this?" And I Dad, feel like it's more going to be walk like up and tug on his pant, like, uh, "Excuse me, yeah. Mr. Maury, is it okay if I sign uh, Buddy Heel to a four-year extension?" Excuse like, me, yes. Mr. Maury, can I have a, out of here? Can I have a can I have two hundred million dollars to give to Tobias Harris and Al Horford? Uh, no. Yeah, that won't <laughs> happen again. <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, dude. You hey, just... Al, why don't you shove that up your ass? <laughs> um, I guess I think it's going to be more like Maury would be like, go try and get this guy, and then Elton Brand will go out and do the work. I suppose that'll probably happen. I think I think Maury's going to be a lot busier like he's probably going to do a lot of gm stuff i think he'll probably do a lot of gm stuff but yeah all right uh nick i'm gonna wrap up the show oh wait no no i'm not gonna wrap up the show i have a couple things i want to talk about the lakers obviously won the nba championship warriors a lot of people are back in the warriors hype train they think they have a good chance to beat the lakers next year nick's giving a thumbs down i don't know if i agree or not because i haven't seen the warriors in a year now who has the best chance to beat the Lakers next season? I think you have to give it to the Warriors, to be honest with you. I really do. Because Heat? No. Not the Heat. The Sixes. <laughs> Definitely not the Sixes. I don't know, dude. The Heat were pretty good last – I mean, in this playoffs, and I think Tyler Harris is going to become like a like a star player next year. Do you think if they had Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic that it goes seven games? I definitely think it's going to be – I definitely think they win one more game, one so or two we, more. Well – Two more would have been the championship. So, do you think did they, they actually wait? What was the final? Uh, when they went to six, it was four. And oh, six. they did. Yeah. So, do you I think it would have gone one more? You think it would have gone seven games if they had Adebayo and Drogic? Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm definitely on. I love Miami Heat basketball. That was our Miami Heat team. I just think there's other teams that probably have a better chance out west. Maybe like I really think the Warriors team. If you have Clay and Steph back. Just forget about it, too. Like, that is a good team, and they have the best chance to beat Lakers. I think even better than the Clippers. I think better than the Nuggets. And I definitely think better than the Rockets. Uh, the, the Rockets has got a new head coach, by the way. He's an assistant from Dallas, I think. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just think the Warriors – dude. I, don't forget about the Warriors is all I'm saying. I think if they have a chance to win – excuse me, they got to get, um, get rid of <laughs> – Draymond Green, that guy's garbage now. Yeah, but he's like a—he's probably like more of a he's leader a glue than other guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Yeah, you can be a glue guy, but also like play off the bench. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Like, Clay and Steph are quite. Is I'm sure they're different types of leaders. You know what I'm saying? They're not really. Le- I don't. I feel like Steph is a leader. Steph Clay is not a leader at all. Yeah, and I. But I think it's good to have a guy like Draymond Green on your team. Like Draymond's a guy you. I hate to play against because he's not really that great, but he brings energy. Like if Draymond Green was on the Sixers and he was just a, like always causing trouble, I would love it. I would love it. But when he – but he would also have to produce at least a little bit, at least a little bit. And I think he does. I think he does. I'm not a total Draymond Green hater, but I don't, I don't like him a lot because 
he's not as great as he talks. But I think if I had him on my team, I would want that. Does that make sense? Anyway, just give me your pick. Other than Miami, uh, Kyle, Nick, who, who do you think has the best chance to beat the Lakers next season? Um, I'll say the Clippers, just because you took the Warriors already. I don't know. They're both close. I, I'll still say Clippers. I mean, on paper, their team is still Stats. really fucking good. Yeah. And, Nick, what do you think, buddy? And then we'll wrap, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, probably uh, New Orleans. Zion Williamson and New Orleans and crew. Another team about, sleep, team about to sleep on, by the way, is Dallas. Dallas. That, that oh, that's who I should have fucking said. God damn it. That's Dallas. who I was trying to think of. Luca looks. Luca and KP looked great in the playoffs. And in a few years, they're actually rumored to be a good destination for Giannis when he becomes a free agent. I had that in the notes. I'm not going to get to it right now. We'll do it more when free agency kicks up. But be ready for Dallas to take over, man. That could be a really, really good team. Um, but let, let's wrap up the show, guys. Been a good week, slow week, but we covered some topics, okay? We, we try to get to everything today, everything but hockey we got. Some baseball in there, basketball, football, UFC. Guys, this episode was brought to you by, Sell, or by, by Manscaped. This episode of Seller Goal is brought to you by Manscaped, number one leader in manscaping technology. Just ask all of us. We know the deal. Use our code SELLERDWELLERS on manscaped.com, all caps, no space. You get 20% off your order and free shipping. That's 5% from all of us. Guys, talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.